Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 5, Episode 6, Blackmail Airmail. The book, Red Harvest, by Joe Schreiber. The year, 2012. Chapters 16 through 19. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! Give me a big old teased hair, Darth. I feel like he might be a little on the anime side. He's a little anime. Let me ask you a question, John. How you doing? No, we're not doing that bidding. It's real weird, but I'm still teabagging him. Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast. Yes, yes indeed. It, it is. Yes. I didn't say... <laughs> yeah, may, may I see it? No. Well, of course see, not. It's a podcast. You can't see anything. That's the whole point of it. Actually, it's there, vaudeville. There are some live like video podcasts these days where people record the podcast, but also a video stream in case you wanted to watch that. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should try that. Then people can see the dismal, you know, closed-strewn room we're in. Oh, yeah. Just the absolute fucking disgusting-ass fart room that we're in that they can't smell. But just know it's like if an entire crowd of walruses all farted at once. Yeah, and you think that's mist surrounding them, but it's not. It's clam sauce. It's just a big, farty cloud of clams. Now available as a new vape flavor. <laughs> farty clams. <laughs> Really bother the people sitting near you. It's also, just... that, that is definitely my gangster name. Foddy Clams. <laughs> I'm Foddy Clams times. <laughs> I'm Foddy Clams. You're going to get the clams. <laughs> he just hands you a bunch of rotten clams. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's my names. <laughs> like all old-timey gangsters, I got to do what my names is. I just got one thing I do, and that's my names. <laughs> Doesn't understand plurals is me. <laughs> that's me's. <laughs> so uh anyway john how the heck are you uh i am very moist it's so rainy outside i know it feels weird for us to complain about it being rainy because we're in oh, san I'm not diego complaining i'm no. just saying i'm very moist yeah this is a good time we're having a, it's a it's a pouring rain day one of what should be two uh here in san diego where it's just going to come down and we'll have thunder and lightning and, and heavy It'll rain be very very frightening oh yeah, yeah thunderbolts and lightning will be will be Please. <laughs> uh very very frightening john Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So uh, this is chapters 16 through 19 of one Red Harvest by Joe Schreiber from 2012. One Red Harvest. Mm -hmm. Two Red Harvest. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, so, so far, I really like this book, John. I gotta be honest with you. It's weird how much I'm liking this. I mean, it's not super weird given that I fucking love dumb horror shit anyway. Mm -hmm. So finally, we veered away from the crappy sci-fi that you would enjoy and into the crappy horror that i enjoy hey i don't enjoy crappy sci-fi i feel like this is a pretty good one eh. Eh. <laughs> i'm vociferously against crappy sci-fi unless boobs are present boobs are present oh well in that case i'm in oh well yeah yeah well, i see that yeah that that's fine that's, that's why you loved species so much. i loved species so much so goddamn much i lived vicariously through alfred molina and then also died vicariously. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. I always live and die through Alfred Molina. <laughs> you know what they say, live by the Molina, die by the Molina. That's true. That's what they say. That is indeed what they say. There's an old Italian saying. <laughs> uh, okay, so anyway, at the beginning of chapter 16, some stuff occurs. It's Hestizo. Hestizo is uh, still in contact with the Orchid. Mm -hmm. So she can still hear that orchid in her mind, and she is just running. Like, she's, she's running real quick. Running for like the last half hour. Yeah, she's trying to get the heck back out of this compound. And she, not sure if it's because the compound itself is like a weird maze, or if it's just dark Sith force magic, but she's lost as fuck. Yeah, you'd think you just point towards a wall and run in that direction. You'd think that. But uh, but somehow she's very lost, and she is stumbling her way through the scabby, pockmarked tundra that is this Sith terrain. And then she finds this worm, and it's like, come inside, meet the missus. It's a labyrinth reference. Oh, gosh. That's, okay, okay fair enough. Uh, for a second, I w you would have had to go to at least a goblin peeing in a river. At least. Mm -hmm. Also, that's not a goblin. Mm -hmm. What is he? That's Hoggle. But what is he? He's a hoggle? Hoggle is hoggle. No, so he's not a goblin. No. Uh, although he is part of the goblin kingdom. He's he's part of the goblin king's domain. Oh, okay, but he's not a goblin himself. No. Hmm. Is he a gnome? 
We don't know. Hoggle just is Hoggle. Okay, he's never defined. We never see any other Hoggles. No. Okay. There's just one Hoggle. Mm-hmm. Just like there's only one Ludo. That's yeah, uh, Ludo. That's right. I was trying. I was just about to ask you what that guy's name was. It's Ludo. It's Ludo. Ludo. They, they call Ludo. Him. Yeah. And then there's that little fox. He fills cups like double D's. Yeah. And then there's that little fox man on that dog. <laughs> Indeed. Sir Foxley or something. I don't remember. That, that's never been my favorite of the of the of the fun fantasy Muppet movies from the from the eighties. Oh well, you're wrong. I am. Yeah, it oh. is your favorite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> breaking news! Holy fuck! Nope, still Dark Crystal. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Nah. Love Dark Crystal. Nah, I'll take Love. David Bowie's package over Dark Crystal any day. <laughs> I don't know. This is just going to be one of those few areas where we disagree. Yeah, yeah. it is. Hmm? This is fine. Fine. That's well, we fine. Just, let's play flux about it. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you want to flux about it? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Hestizo's running along all scared over the tundra when all of a sudden in her mind she gets a, Hestizo, I'm here! And she's like, oh my god, that's the orchid. The orchid can still talk to me? What what the shit? I watched it melt. And then it's just like, Hestizo, fucking duck, you dumbass. Duck, crouch, hold still. And so she does. Now that, that suggests that this friggin' orchid's got some serious p- power business going on. Yeah, I mean... There's no zombies around here, so even if it's projecting its will... Yeah, it's it's supposed to be... Super heavy in midichlorians. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm i thinking, can it just, like, detect force users? Is that a thing? Because what she's hiding from, what the Orchid has uh, prepared her to hide from, is a giant gathering of the students here. Yeah, I, I honestly, I'd forgotten about the midichlorians. I know that the Orchid does come with two whole scoops of midichlorians in every box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. It's big scoops. <laughs> Well, Which is my gangster name, I Scoops. <laughs> and I need a big orchid. <laughs> That's why I hang out in the midichlorian hideout. Yeah. Weirdly enough, the orchid is pretty much just giving her, like, instructions to not get caught. Like, it isn't giving her any idea of what's going on. No, it's basically just kind of helping her out. Because, because as she crests, almost crests the ridge and is suddenly instructed to stop and, and crouch... Uh, we we as the readers go over the the uh, little head uh, edge there, and what do we see on the other side? But a whole group of young Sith, like first years. Yeah, so a shitload of the academy students have gathered, like a lot of them. Yeah, there's like twenty four of them in a small group down in the valley, and then up over another rise on the other side, there's like another eighty of them. Yeah, and then one master who. Are all Sith just going to be described as very angular and hawk-looking? Because that's basically all we've gotten. Yeah, that's pretty. No one's using body type four around here. If you understand the joke I'm putting down. Yeah, it the is, MMO. It is all body type ones, as far as the eye can see. Yeah, it's all just these narrow hockey dudes. This one's got a narrow ponytail that's been tied back, so you know he's a liberal about it too. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know. Mm-hmm. It's all gray spotted. You know he's got an organic lightsaber. <laughs> so let the kombucha course through you. This is another master, though not one that gets a name or that we've known before. No, because we haven't seen any first years yet. So this is our first time seeing someone who's teaching the younger kids. Uh, so he is guiding his his little troop of younglings or whatever you call young Sith dudes, meanlings, I don't dicklings, know. dicklings. It's it's Dicklingers. Yeah, ass ass lickers. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pledge. It's frosh. I think they're I think they're like a, a young group of frosh. Uh, Boot, <laughs> one of those. Anyway, they are they are uh, being led to something, and we never actually find out what uh, because we jump back into Hestizo, who's watching them, and like, oh my god, I can't go over there. I really should probably figure out what's going on with that orchid. And then the orchid's like, stupid, get down. Well, we do find out what's going on with them. Oh yeah, that's right. Because the uh, the, ma- the, the master. master is the master. Ah! The actual Sith master is like, hey, so uh, classes are suspended. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to go the fuck back to their dorm. Something has happened, and we'll have meals as usual. But just go to your dorm, practice on your own, and don't come out. Yeah, and it's clear that. The master doesn't know what the fuck is going on here. Mm-hmm. Like the actual Sith guys described as being like very plainly to Hestizo displaying like, oh, fuck, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Something crazy has gone down and he doesn't know what it is yet, but he is in charge of all these dumb students. Although really, what's his responsibility here? Like if all these students die, he'll just blame it on some other Sith guy. Like everyone in this entire building is evil. There's no... There's no accountability in here. Yeah, but you lost an entire crop of students. Whatever, they killed each other, and, and only the strong survived, and there weren't any. 
<laughs> there were no strong. Yeah. How's that happen? I don't know. Ah, younglings. Frosh. <laughs> Frosh boots. Uh, uh, okay, so, but unfortunately for Hestizo, she wasn't quick enough in dodging, and she is kind of still dumb and stupid, because, sure enough, out of all that gathering of uh, Sith down there on the floor, one has seen her, and is just openly staring right at her. Just, huh. Hmm. What's this guy all about? So we got we jump into this guy's perspective. His name is Ranlaw. Yep, Ranlaw is. I mean, he's your typical Sith student in that you know it gets the perspective of him gathering with his other classmates, and he's just like, "Ooh, these motherfuckers!" Mm-hmm. And you, oh, someone knows a secret, and I don't. Oh, I hate things and people. Mm-hmm. And go to my room and play Grand Theft Auto while downloading like uh, good songs on LimeWire. I hate this. Ah, <laughs> the. <laughs> I mean, we get the display of like, even though people are sort of talking to each other, no one is friendly. Like no one is being like, "Hey, we're jostling and having fun here." Everyone's just kind of like, if you're talking, it's because you're trying to get something out of someone else. Yeah. No, no, there's no there's no friendships developing here. There's just power being established. So, his first thought when he when he sees her is, "What the hell is that?" And then he goes, "Oh, that's a Jedi. I can tell." How? I mean, I guess the Force. That's his special trick. I mean, we've established in this universe that everyone has special tricks in this particular sub-universe of Star Wars. That's not true. Yeah, this guy's special trick is... All we've established is one person has one special trick. Two. We have two special tricks. (laughs) The other special trick is for kids. (laughs) No, it's Hestizo's ability to communicate with plants, and Roe has the ability of psychometry. That's true. (laughs) Someone kept track of the 80 characters that have been introduced so far. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine, considering most of them are just introduced and then forgotten about or died. Yeah. Actually, that's... I will be nicer. They are not forgotten about. They do actually just die. (laughs) Yeah, this has been pretty great overall. Although, a lot of them... A lot more are surviving than I expected. I was really hoping that we'd find out that Benus was dead forever. (laughs) Oh, no. The Benus lives on. The old dead Benus just ain't what he used to be. (laughs) We'll have to check in on old Benus. I don't think we will again, though. Old (laughs) Benus. Maybe he'll be in the epilogue. Yeah. Wait wait until next October when we do old Benus. There's a Benus at the end of this book. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the Benus was me. <laughs> the Benus was the friends we made along the way. Sorry about that. Ranlaw is like, oh, shit. If I catch that Jedi, I'll make so much face. Oh, yeah. He's I'll like, be- if I'm the one who goes, Master, you said that something had invaded or whatever and shit was going down. Well, I found a fucking jedi and if he does that ooh, he's gonna get so many brownie points or whatever first you can trade those in for brownies yeah so many points for house slytherin or brownie points that you can trade in for actual brownies i'm just thinking i'm sorry you said house slytherin and now i'm thinking of like what would sith houses be because slytherin would be like the nicest one it'd be the friendly one yeah that would be the hufflepuff of sith would be slytherin all right well what other types of sith are there because slytherin are basically like what are they like conniving and, and imperious? Yeah. So we gotta have really brutal ones. Yeah, you gotta have the like Darth Vader power tops. Yeah, so you got like rage fuck, house rage fuck. And uh And then you gotta have the really dumb lazy ones that just wanna be Sith for fun and they're like basically hippo people. Yeah. You'd get uh, uh, I'm trying to think of animals from Star Wars. Oh. You'd have like the Bantha House. Oh, okay, yeah. Bantha like, House! Bantha House! Well, now they're college houses. I'm, well, sorry. Yeah, we, I'm we sorry. It's uh, we, we've changed it now. Now they're uh, now they're frats. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. So Ranlaw, who is apparently quite good for a first year, just force leaps way the hell up a cliff face and lands right on top of Hestizo, where he's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Ha ha. Yeah, and Hestizo once again. No prowess in fighting as a Jedi. She no. just gets tackled, thrown to the ground. He's pinning her with uh, both hands down, and she's like, hey, let go of me. Hey, <laughs> hey, come on now. Get over closer to those vines. Huh? Huh, buddy? But, buddy? And he's just like, yeah, no, you're a big dumb idiot. So he starts interrogating her. Well, he stands her up and grabs her by the hair, and he's about to be like, hey, master, look what I got, mm. when suddenly he, he is gets fucking stabbed in the junk or whatever by a spear yeah he gets very heavily bonked he gets bonked in the donk yeah he gets bonked in the in the business and while he's dealing with that he gets bonked across the back of the head yeah down he goes like a sack of bonked potatoes does he i think he gets 
Does he get stabbed in the face? I remember. No, he him gets hit across the back the of the. He gets hit across the back of the head with a butt of the spear. No, but I remember when he fell down. Then he got stabbed. Oh, again. did they, did Tolk finish the job as well? Yeah. Which God damn, Tolk. Which, by alert, the way, spoiler Tolk. alert for the next sentence. <laughs> spoiler alert, next sentence, Tolk. <laughs> I mean, someone hit a dude with a spear. You. You're probably thinking it's Tulk. If you're me, yeah, so you're thinking it's Tulk. Anyway, Tulk either murders or ha- or decently incapacitates this random Sith kid, and uh, just grabs Hestizo and like pulls her back down and be like, "Look, you need to fucking hide, you big dumb idiot." Yeah, come with me, he says, and she's like, "What's going on, Tulk?" Because I guess she thinks he's his friend now. I have to show you something. Come with me, and she's like, "What? Move!" And that's the chapter. Yeah, it's. <sighs> Why did she think that he would be more communicative now? You're right, you know? Like It's a it's a fucking angry ass whippet. Of course he's not going to be like, "Oh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, I know that there's about a hundred some odd Sith over there, but yes, let's sit and have, have a conversation about what's happening." Mm. Yes, the wildflowers are in bloom. You really must come see. <laughs> they glitter so in the moonlight. Truly a spectacle to behold. <laughs> I hope to gather some of them and press them between pages of my journal. <laughs> pages pages of a journal of spider-man <laughs> so anyway that's the end of chapter 16 tolk and hestizo make up the new party one yeah well finally hestizo has someone that can actually fight with her yeah yeah so uh so that's party one we'll keep we'll, let's see who else is still floating around in the universe here uh well let's see we jump next to a new character what was her name tendra kendra kendra was it kendra kimra 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 kintara katana tin tinder Bumble, T- shoot! Do you do you actually okay, not remember? Because I'm pretty sure it was Kendra. It was it was Kendra or Camera. Oh. I don't know. Don't ask me. Kendra. It is Kendra. I went and got the book. Well, that's lovely. Yeah. Uh, did you want me to start the recording right now, or did you need to finish your game? Oh no, I'll I'll play the game while we're doing this review. It's fine. I'll be like you. I'll just look at my phone and not pay attention to the podcast. <laughs> you fuck why am i the one getting pot shots taken you literally have a phone in your hand right now hey not anymore <laughs> this is not a good position to be attacking from <laughs> sun Tzu would call this the art of being a big fat dummy <laughs> uh hey john i love you buddy hey. okay so anyway kindra kindra with a k and an i and yep. an indra uh, is like, hey and an I and an Indra? Yeah, her name is Indra. Indra. I mean, why not? We've got Rat. <laughs> or so. Anyhow, we are hanging out in the school library. Yeah, which in a Sith school is mostly a horrible, crumbling cave with scrolls in it. Which makes sense. I mean, there are Sith who should be in there reading, right? Because some Sith grow up to be nasty Sith wizards who crack a lightning from their hands and pull rabbits out of their hat, but the rabbit's, like, dead or something. Yes, the rabbit is dead or something. Yeah, or or, or alive. I don't know. Yeah, or both. Or both. It, this is a book about zombies. You never yeah. know. Anyway, it turns out that Kendra is pretty much the only Sith student that ever goes here anymore. Yeah, uh, the most of the lessons that Sith get taught are not like, you have homework, go read a book. It's very much like we're going to take you out in the forest and beat the shit out of you until you learn how to do a thing. Yeah, so you'd think that they'd have to go read these evil scrolls so they could learn how to do evil Sith things. <laughs> go read the evil texts. <laughs> I just picture all of this the same way that they did that Sabrina show on Netflix recently where it's just like a regular school, but they just put evil in front of everything. <laughs> I mean, it pretty much climax when it hit the point where they were in the the evil witch courtroom and the judges were yelling disorder disorder in the court because they wanted everyone to shut up long and i was like that the word doesn't mean what it you want everyone to freak out what is going on <laughs> you want the opposite of what you're saying yeah right, dude this isn't cool <laughs> so uh anyway kindra is the only one who goes to the library and the library is falling apart oh that, yeah it's and been all crumpled up she's in like a uh, like a special part of the library, not like ooh, this is special, but she is one of the people that actually explores and goes looking around because mm-hmm. she has heard tales of uh, like Sith that have found secret relics and tomes and secrets in here, and ooh, it could be Darth Scabrous himself once found a holocron maybe even here they say a rare sith wanders these halls and he has a 0.1 percent drop rate of a cool hover bike dude yeah 
sweet. I mean, it's just, it's it's the MMO, so it's yet another recolor of that fucking flying lawnmower they always that give you. Goddamn Zerka hovered nonsense. Yeah, Get out of here. one of those. That. Yay. I don't want no riding lawnmower of a <laughs> fucking hover bike. <laughs> that game had the worst riding shit when it, came, when it started. Oh, yeah. I mean, eventually they put in cool animals and stuff for you to be on, which is what anyone wants is like, a tauntaun, oh, right? Yeah, like, we want to ride around on the cool animals that exist in Star Wars. I don't need, like, a weird little hover box that has, like, a handlebar on it, and it makes it look like I'm riding around on a fat scooter. I know one of my characters has a mount that you could get from one of the, like, loot boxes or whatever, because I was an actual subscriber, so they kept sending me points to buy shit with. Yeah. So one of my characters rides around on fucking Jabba's sail barge and constantly feeds herself grapes. Yeah. So that's that's the level the game eventually got to. Yeah, you get Hedonism Barge. Yeah, Hedonism Barge is the best. <laughs> that's the only reason I ever log into this game anymore, is to fly around on Hedonism Barge and play as my shirtless bounty hunter. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. The library's all crumply and nasty, and she is down in the depths in, in a special part of the library. Periodicals and maps. <laughs> yeah, she's got some scrolls open in front of her. She's doing... Weird translations of an old text, and she's like, ooh, I'm going to get so many secrets, and that'll be the edge that I need to get ahead of my fellow students. This is a letter from Darth James Joyce to his wife, Nora, and it's all about farts. And it's her- all about these clam farts. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's down there. Go ahead. Take it. Take it. Take Tag. it away. Pass it. I'm passing the button. John, <laughs> Pass the energy here, ball. Here comes the energy ball. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. <sighs> I, I generally don't remember what was happening before Dial Lynn showed up. Uh, mostly she was just going through her uh, translations and whatnot, and then she gets a force tingling. Oh, that's right. She gets the jibblies. Yeah. She, like, stands up and just has a weird force sensation Mm -hmm. and she's like who's there who the fuck is in this library that was such a sweet sensation what the shit yeah uh so so she gets a little ghibli sense and she starts wandering the library demanding to know who's there uh you know just like any character in a horror movie when all of a sudden there is another presence there and from a crack in the ceiling descends a tree person that we don't really get described to us. No. It's, so th- they're just like, oh, yeah, and then down comes a tree, and you're like, wait, hold on, what? What? Yeah, so it turns out that the librarian of the ancient Sith library is a fellow by the name of Dial Lin for yeah. a good time. And uh, he is a netty. Which means you want to pour him into your nostril. Yeah. Really well, just his out. pot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pour his pot into your nostril. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> now I'm feeling good. Okay, so netty are apparently a species of trees uh, that can... Tr- they, they make it appear as though it's difficult for him to get down to where she is right now, that, that his roots are running all over the, the whole building, and that he can make his face kind of appear wherever. Yeah, I mean, it. the way that they describe it, it very much feels to me like he's a weird consciousness in a root system of plants they can like just decide to grow one section of it and be like hi it's me yeah but yeah and and the consciousness is mobile across the entire entire the whole like yeah you can't just talk to any random part of him you got to wait for him to get there yeah he'll like shoot his face down along his branches and then eventually show up wherever yeah so this is an interesting character and he doesn't quite speak basic right either uh i mean (laughs) Well, I guess he more or less just has a tree's viewpoint on the world more than anything else. Also, he says yes as Jace. 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 I am Dailene Benetti. I am Dailene. Jace? How you say? How you say? Uh, Sith Library. (laughs) Jace. (laughs) Do you feel it in the air? I am Antonio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I couldn't get that out of my head. As soon as it said that he pronounced yes as Jess, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> you just you just turned this weird, like, shape-shifting plant monster into Antonio Banderas for me, and there's no going back. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyway, he's the biggest fucking Mexican tree you've ever seen. <laughs> in, in he kind of root transfer, transfers his consciousness. Yeah. Uh, anyway... He has also felt the problem, but at first he's like, hello, little Seath. A problem? You sense? As if he's trying to, like, trap her and be mean to her. And she's like, no, I'm a Sith student, which means I will never, ever give any 
like indication that something is wrong yeah. or that I know something. Yeah, because it's just giving away advantage, so you just never do it. Yeah, which, can I just say right now, mm-hmm. that is genius for setting a zombie movie in mm-hmm. because in a setting where no one can work together because that's just sort of the way that they think, mm-hmm. it means that you have a much better reason for everything to go to shit instead of just like, oh, you know, if everyone just kind of worked together, it would be fine. But in this one, you're like, oh, of course they don't work together. They're a bunch of assholes. <laughs> it's a whole school full of assholes. The only big difference and the potential problem is that no one cares about a school full of assholes and if they all die. I mean, I care about a school full of assholes. <laughs> Gotta save those assholes. Yeah. We need a, we need educated assholes to be the future of America. <laughs> this sounds like a job for Lois Lane and her educated asshole. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the three people who got that joke are going to love it. <laughs> the, they will love it. Yeah. So Let anyway, you. so dial in because he's a tree and, and not beholden to the weird whims of Sith students is like, yes, oh, jays, I feel it myself. There's there a sickness on the wind. A disease. Do you feel it too? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, this is, a, I love this tree. Uh, and, and she's like, no. What? Actually, yeah. Okay. Yes. I mean, yes, but no. And he's like, you know what? probably be for the best is if you stay here within my library with me my darling yeah which is amazing Gotta be. <laughs> the, the, we also get a little more definition on him here apparently he is squeezing the library to death just slowly by growing in here yeah he keeps growing his root system and encircling the library and it's not like he's trying to destroy it he loves the library mm-hmm. it's his place it's just he's fucking it up by continually moving around because just like we saw when he showed up here, like, oh, he widened a crack and came down. You're like, oh, you're just fucking this place up more. Yeah, and they're saying that someday he'll pull the thing right down on top of himself, but that won't even kill him because he's like a tree. What does he care? Yeah. It's so, like, oh, he pulled the library down on top of himself. I'm like, yeah, but he's got root systems everywhere. He'll just put his face somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually trying to put my face somewhere else, too, if you know what I'm saying. Hey, a collapsed library? A collapsed library. That's my fetish. That's where I'm trying to put my face. Check out my deviant art. <laughs> Check it out. All right. So. I've got a, a library with tits, and it's collapsing on me. Might already exist on Wait deviant art. Hey, that is my fetish. Might already be an anime about that. <laughs> I'm almost certain there is. Yeah. Okay. So she's like, no, I want to go out into the, in, into the wide world beyond and figure out what's going on. He's like, no, I do not think this is a good idea. You should stay here with me. And she's like, no, stupid. Let me leave. Yeah. I, the fact that she's like, oh, I can't. I can't just stay here. If something weird's going on, I should go out there yeah. because I'm a Sith. I'm, I'm a like, protagonist. And you're like, oh, everyone thinks they're a protagonist in this book, and you're not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Hestizo. Just this dial-in. And Hestizo is the only one that doesn't think she's a protagonist. Yeah. This dial-in guy knows better. He's dial- like, oh. dial-in's just like, no, you will die. I am not the protagonist. I am merely a tree. I exist now in the minds of the readers to make them curious. Will there be a zombie tree? Ha ha ha. Only I know. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be really interesting to find out, though, isn't it? Can we get a zombie tree librarian later in this book? <sighs> One only hopes. I have to imagine maybe. Yeah. Because Why not? I mean, the initial formula for the zombie nonsense is coming from an orchid Mm -hmm. so it's initially from like plant life i mean part of it anyway one of the chemicals involved in this zombie juice is black orchid yeah yeah so anyway they go back and forth for a while with this little argument about dial in doesn't really care if she leaves but he's trying to be as nice as a sith tree librarian could be he's just like no it is only safe in here from the disease and she finally she leaves yeah she's like all right fuck you i'm out yeah and Man, now that we've actually given a voice to dial in, mm-hmm. he's making me a little tree curious. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of into this guy, huh? Yeah, this this uh, this weird tree monster is it's doing it for me. Would you say he's giving you a little wood? <laughs> a little mahogany? <laughs> Oak? Ebony? <laughs> uh, all right, so that's the end of that chapter. That's 17. Uh, we're going to check back, check back in with Kendra another day, but for now, we have to go. No, wait. Don't we go right to Kendra? I've no, heard- we go right to Surprise Rat. Oh, that's right. Rat survives. Rat lives and yeah. not as a zombie at the moment. Yeah, because apparently he got shoved over towards the zombies by the evil Lusk. Uh, and Lusk just turned and walked away because he's that kind of evil. 
Yeah. That specific kind of pay no attention to whatever's going on behind me evil. Well, he wasn't like, cool guys don't look at explosions. He was shove and run. Yeah, kind of. Except he also didn't look back. Well, no, so, because he was running. I know. Running, so anyway, running, running. he did hear a scream of Ra'at. And now, the rest of the story. And now you know the rest of the story. And that little boy turned out to be Lassie the dog. <laughs> Weird. I know. <laughs> so Ra'at wakes up and he is fucked up he is on a pile of rocks he apparently has a concussion his like left arm is just fucked up and mangled yeah it is not a good time to be at and then he starts reminiscing because i guess we get a flashback of the last like two minutes of his life oh yeah because yeah. he was like wait a minute how the fuck did i end up like this yeah and then like record scratch you're probably you might wondering. Be wondering why <laughs> And then we go, and it rewinds back to the point where and he starts, gets pushed. And starts playing a fun 80s song, maybe one by the Cars. Yeah, he gets, it rewinds back, and then all of a sudden it's like, I mean, that's not by the Cars, but I'll no. take it. But this is the first thing that came to my mind. And I was like, oh, what's going to happen when you go back and to the what's going on before? Oh, it's Freeze Frame. It's, free, it's the Jay Giles band pops up out of nowhere. They're Sith and aliens. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, when he got pushed toward him, he managed to use the skills that he had. Yeah, his jumpy like, flippy skills. I've got jumpy flips. So mm-hmm. instead of getting grabbed by the zombie Wim Nictor, he leaped up and jumped onto a giant rocky outcropping. Yes. And then Wim Nictor just started climbing after him. He got a chance to get his bearings. He got a look at Nictor. You know, standard gross zombie just fell off a building, looks real nasty and broken. Oh, yeah. Things aren't great for him. Uh, Jura Ostrogoth, though is gone. There's just a blood stain. And he's like, well, maybe Wim ate him. Well, no, that's that's what he sees when he gets up. Oh, yeah, okay. That Jura is gone. Yeah, Jura's gone. Uh, uh, but in the past, what he does is he grabs the biggest rock he can find and throws it at Wim Nictor. It hits him squy in the face. Wim goes down, and then he's like, hey, fuck you, buddy, and keeps climbing. <laughs> yeah, and then turns around, and what do you know? Wim Nictor's still coming after him. Now, at this point, he's like, okay, how can I stop this thing? If, I, if rocks to the face don't stop it, then what possibly could? The, the solution is more rocks arranged in a little tower. Yeah, what I'm going to do is those little rock construction things you see on Instagram where someone put like 12 rocks together. Mm-hmm. They, they balance rocks by stream beds, and then they pose by them wearing their open man skirts. Doing yoga poses yeah. by a little tiny tower of rocks mm-hmm. in the Drinking sunset. so much kombucha. <laughs> so much kombucha. Yeah. The most kombucha. <laughs> Hi. I'm most kombucha. <laughs> kind of wish we were doing the regular System Mastery bonus content for this. <laughs> anyway, he starts stacking rocks into a little pile. And then when Wim Nictor, uh, clo- climbing after him and snarling and snapping and so on, gets close enough, he uses the force to topple the whole pile onto Wim. Well, yeah, because he basically makes a little wall mm-hmm. and then it's only being held up by him holding it and then he holds it with the force mm-hmm. so that when Wim gets close he can just like let go, let go and yeah. have the rocks fall on him. Yeah, he builds a little trap and uh, sure enough it works because Nictor's a dumb ravenous zombie and he falls back down the the, uh, the, the outcropping. Well, it it uh, pins his legs. Yes. So he can't move. Yeah, he falls down the outcropping, he pins his legs and, and uh, wi- fucking uh, Rat gets a big rock and is like, alright, here we go. I'm gonna straight like sever your fucking neck like your spinal column yeah hits him with a huge rock and Wim stops moving for a minute he's like "Ooh, neat all right i finally killed whatever this is now i'm gonna take just to be sure because i'm not an idiot yep i'm gonna take this rock and i'm gonna smash his face with it and then when he tries to do that Wim fucking gets right back up and he's still pinned but he He's, tries and, like, barely misses biting onto the wrist of Rat. Yeah, Rat almost gets bit, but instead he stumbles backwards and falls the fuck off a cliff. And that's where he uh, woke up. Yeah. Was falling off of a goddamn cliff. Mm-hmm. So he crashes into the ground, extremely bruised, bloodied, beaten up, not looking good. Yeah, so now we get back to the present time when he woke up, and he's like, I don't know how long it's been. It's dark now, like it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. I've been out. Yeah. I need to go to the infirmary. Uh, I see Jura's not there. Yeah. And I honestly don't know if uh, Nick Nictor just... is still, like, pinned under the rocks up there or not. Yeah. Either way, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, he's just, he's ready to go. So Rat starts uh, climbing along, making his way back towards the infirmary. He's the making Sith his Academy. way downtown, mm-hmm. walking fast, <laughs> faces past, and he's homebound. 
Yep, that's correct. Yeah, and he's also walking on walking in Memphis and on sunshine. Yeah, and, and yeah, ten, with his feet ten feet off a of Beale. Yeah, well, I went to a different song. You kept going with one song. That's right because you were it was supposed another... to go with more songs that have more songs that have walking in them. Yeah, jeez, oh, uh, come on now. Okay, well, that's the game we were uh, playing. fine. Fine. At least we can tell he's not walking in L.A. because no one walks in L.A. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Play the game. Did you want to keep going? Do you have another one? No. All right, fine. Because he's also walking like an Egyptian. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. That's probably not true, because one of his arms doesn't work. <laughs> that's the one that's walking like an Egyptian. It's all busted into that shape. Yeah, it's busted into the shape where just his hand is pointing out behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, he's got a condo made of stona. <laughs> ah! So he's going to head to the infirmary, mm-hmm. and... Wouldn't you know it, there's a presence he senses. Oh no, who could it be? He whirls and faces. Kendra. It's Kendra. It's Kendra. Yeah. We're setting up team two here. Yeah. Team two is a busted, fucked up rat. One of his arms works. The other one doesn't. And Kendra, who on her way from the library to here has apparently gotten much more frightened and open about how fucked up everything is. Yeah, because she's now willing to share information, but not Ra'at yet. No, because, like, when the uh, the librarian was going like, ooh, it's it's so spooky out there, and she was like, no, no, fuck you. But now she sees Rat and is like, dude, Ra'at, can, can you not tell that everything is fucking out here? And he's like, no, I think everything's fine. Mm, how are uh, you? Uh, you Rat, break. Ra'at, your arm is clearly fucking destroyed and you look like you just fell off a mountain how what and he's like oh no i just uh i was in the training room and things got a little intense but i'm fine everything's fine yeah don't ask me any further questions uh that's the motto of the sith empire fucking sith yeah so he basically tries to uh, play her off but basically she's like all right well i will at least walk towards the direction of the infirmary with you rather than without you and that's uh, that. And there we go. That's team two. Yeah, Rat's entire plan is he's like, well, I'm kind of fucked up, but as long as I've got one more Sith with me, then either I can pull a Lusk and like shove her into the way if something goes wrong, mm-hmm. or at least there's someone else who can fight near me. Yeah. So he decides he, he's willing to hang around with her for for the purposes of safety for the moment, but only because she's going the same way as him. Ugh. Ugh. Although I love that he's like. So I was uh, headed to the infirmary. You going that way? And she's like, "No, I'm going to the dorms." Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, "God damn it, Pl- yeah. please." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's team two. Let's check in with what's going on. Oh my god, this is great. With my S- favorite with Scopeek. Scopeek. We finally get back to Scopeek. Now, if you're our forgetting- favorite little Zabrak that had uh, juicy naked pictures of Jura. Yeah, he's the one who blackmailed Jura with pictures of his little pictures, Sith. pictures of Dick. Yeah, pictures of his ding dong. Scopeek himself is quite nude at the moment. He likes to take his showers at a time where no one is around. Obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, I would assume everyone would want to because you're like, oh, I don't want to get naked and vulnerable when other students are around because then someone might fight me. Yeah. So, so he's naked and hanging out in his heads back to his room. Starts looking around to get dressed, but he doesn't have time to because, sure enough, as he emerges from the showers and steps into his dorm, there's blood in there. Yeah, he looks... Basically, he opens the shower curtain, looks down, and he's like, why is there fucking blood here? There's just blood everywhere, and he's like, ah, oh, shit, fucking shit. This means that someone's going to fuck with me because all these Sith are always on edge all the time. Yeah, like, gets out of the shower, and he's like, all right, there's a blood trail here. There wasn't one when I got in the shower, mm-hmm. so obviously shit is going down. And he's just, like, sneakily putting his clothes on and be like, ooh, someone's going to jump out at me. (laughs) They're going to make me put my hands in a bowl of grapes. (laughs) That they did surgery on. Jeff, they did surgery on a grape. They did surgery on a grape. They did surgery on a grape. Okay. I don't know what this joke is. What's happening? It's a meme. It's a meme? Okay. I'm, I'm from the internet, Jeff. Hi, John. I'm not from the internet. And I'm here to tell you that they did surgery on a grape. Okay. I, I, I can... All the all the meme lovers out there, the deep memers, the true memers, this is true meme hours. Hit that motherfucking like button. <laughs> Just subscribe. Ring the little bell, please. 
uh, or support our Patreon. I don't know. I, those YouTube things, I... No, no, those aren't YouTube things. That's another meme thing. Oh, Christ. You're not here. You're not here with me on the meme train. I'm really not. Is there a meme train? Is that is that different than the fuck train? <laughs> it's way different than the fuck train. The meme train is going to eat. <laughs> the, the meme train will be fat this winter. <laughs> Has fattened up. I don't I, I don't know from memes, John. You gotta help me. It's true. Whenever I go on Wiki, or on the internet, it's just so I can read weird facts about amphipods. Yeah, I know. So that you can watch... Uh, David Attenborough talk about things, and before he even gets to them, you'd be like, "Ooh, that's a thing." He's I'm, gonna start talking about a thing now. I, the, I'm at the point now where I've watched so many nature documentaries with the kid that I can basically break down the scene that's about to happen on a new one. They'll be like, "These schools of herring," and I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna do a bait ball thing." And because we're in the North Atlantic, we're gonna see orcas and, and humpback whales. Yeah, because if we were further south, we'd probably see like tuna and then sharks, and then also uh, definitely the birds, the murrays that come down and die for them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh anyone who's watching with me is like shut up uh, god just, just who cares and i'm like i care i care so much i need to say it out loud i though. know every single thing that happens in the ocean <laughs> uh yep i'm sure i'm definitely not insufferable to watch tv with definitely not nope anyway uh so we're, we're dealing with scopeek right now scopeek yeah. finally makes his way to his room and wouldn't you know it there's a crumpled up dead body in his bunk Oh, no, because, you know, the, de- the dead fucked up body, he's like, oh, this is uh, obviously either a warning or a message that somebody is trying to fuck with me. Yeah. So he's like, oh, some idiot got himself beat the shit up, mm-hmm. and they're putting him in my bed because they're like either saying, hey, you're next, or they're like, hey, back off or i'll do something yeah it's definitely a message it's a horse head in 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 the bed it's a godfather moment yeah and he's like all right i gotta i gotta see what the fuck is going on here so he goes over to the body and he's like all right who the fuck is this oh my god it's jura ostrogoth also oh my god it's trying to fucking eat me yeah so when he tries to touch jura ostrogoth he spins around does this corpse and starts reaching for him now i love the description here for jura because Instead of being your standard, like, oh, I'm a zombie and I'll get you, like, half of him has been flattened, like, his face is just, like, a, like, sloppy slag mess on one side and the other side is just a giant bruise, Mm -hmm. and he is completely fucked up and just has, like, weird floppy arms that he's swinging around trying to grab at this guy. Like, it is great that this dude that is essentially a disgusting bone pile with meat in it is attempting to get uh scopey yeah. so he's he's just flailing and gooping and, sl- and slapping all over the place that's nasty and rad but scopey of course has the highly honed instincts of what i believe is a third year and so he backflips away from him and then jumps and grabs hold of the vent hood on the on the high ceiling yeah so he jumps up and is holding on to a thing on the ceiling and is just sort of looking down at jura ostrogoth and He's got a straight-up fight boner right now mm-hmm. to Scopeek. He's yeah. like, oh my god, I fucking love this. Yeah, he's like, oh, I knew I'd eventually have to get in a fight with Jura because of the pictures. Oh, we're going to fucking fight. I'm going to get a fight out of you. <laughs> he's like, I knew I was going to have to fight with you. I didn't think it was going to be like this. Yeah. But still, I'm okay with it. Yeah. So uh, he gets ready to fight Jura Ostrogoth, but he's definitely not going down there. That dude's biting. Oh, that guy's fucked up. He's like, all right. So he uses, he uses the force reaches in with his mind and unscrews the bolts on the on the chunk of uh, ceiling he's hanging from. And then when it drops, he immediately reaches up and grabs the actual vent instead of just the vent hood. Yeah. Uh, this is a pretty impressive display of Sith power. Yeah, I mean, he's using some telekinesis. He's yeah. got some jumpy skills. Some good he's, acrobatics. He's hanging onto a pipe while he also holds on to, like, a little vent thing. It's it's a good deal. Like, Scopeek actually kind of a badass yeah for the brief moment he's alive so he uh hey spoilers oh spoiler for the next sentence so he uh he 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 has a sled named rosebud uh Uh, so scopeek ends up being like all right i've got a weird fucking like disc thing it's kind of sharp all right here we go i'm gonna use this like a straight up frisbee and i'm going for this dude's head and he has a quip that goes with it which is a terrible quip I guess he's too busy having a boner, like all all oh, his yeah. bloods in his zab as ab deck. So so he's like he's like I don't know what you think you're doing, but be prepared to do it without your head. And all right, even the zombies like lame. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> D. 
Speaking of the D, you think a Zabrak dick has little horns too on its head? Oh, obviously, yeah. And it comes in it, it's uh, the the opposite type of Zabrak from whatever type of Zabrak the rest of the guy is. So if he if he's one of those brown Zabraks, he's got the black and red dick. Yeah, but if you're a black and red Zabrak, yeah, you then the you br- got like the brown and cream dick. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's standard. I think everyone understands that. Yeah, but yeah. still, little yeah. horns. Yeah, so definitely also some little horns on there. Some a couple of, a couple of little horns on the tip. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, just a few. Just a few. Just like two. Just like 12. Just like two. There's seven of them, uh, and the name of the beast is, uh, I, wait, I don't, anyway, so, <laughs> so, so, so he manages to completely throw this, this discus at Jura Ostrogoth, and sure enough, just takes his head clean off. Straight up decapitates him. Yeah. Now, Jura goes down, like, just does the slump to knees and fall over, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm rad, and... <laughs> Then it still moves. Yeah, the body's still twitching and moving. We're still establishing what the rules are for zombies in this. So we are throwing out the Romero zombie. You have to like kill the uh, brain stem because mm-hmm. he cuts that head clean off, and the body is still moving around. Yep, and in fact, <laughs> picks up his own head, which is screaming. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah, he picks up his own screaming zombie head, and like which is still, you know, a half-slagged mess. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the only book that we've read where I'm like, God damn, I wish this was a movie, because mm-hmm. this is rad as fuck, yeah. and I would love to see some practical effects for this. Yeah, for every, you know, really, really good Brad Bird piece of art on the internet where Ed Norton is Shizor, yeah. uh, this is the movie I actually would like to see. Oh, yes, 1,000%. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Fucking Jura Ostrogoth takes his decapitated screaming head and throws it at Scopey. <laughs> By the way, that's Brandon Bird, not Brad Bird. Brad Bird's the guy who directs the Toy Story movies and shit. My yeah, bad. He's the Pixar guy. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Bird is the artist who draws, like, Christopher Walken building a robot in his garage. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't mean to step on this amazing moment. He, the head is screaming, and not only does he throw the head at Scopey, but first, using his hands, he points the head at Scopey so he can see where he is. Yeah, he's like, well... I'm apparently still connected to my own brain just through, it's, I guess, the Force. It's the Force. Yeah, he's completely loaded with evil midichlorians. So he's like, all right, and aim it, and hook. Yeah. And, and he- because uh, fucking Scopeek is still doing the, like, oh, well, I've got battle training, and this is flying directly at my head, I'll block with my arm. So the head latches onto the arm of Scopeek and just bites into him. Now, this is an interesting bit of description. Scopeek describes, is described as being an extraordinary pain, but of course he's, you know, I'm pushing through it because I'm the Sith or whatever. But the pain is intense because apparently it's almost like the teeth of these zombies generate acid so they can bite through you faster. Yeah, he's like, oh man, it feels like the mouth and teeth of whatever this thing is is coated in something that is like hot and burning and dissolving into me and he can feel whatever this thing has like going into his arm yeah he's actually getting like chewed right through so this this bite gets all the way down to the bone like immediately and he's like ow let go of my arm and the zombie it it won't it won't let go i I fucking love the idea that he's just like running around flailing his arm he bashes the head like against the ground a few times Mm -hmm. no go nothing nothing it's not happening it will not let go and uh Eventually, he just starts like blacking out. He's like, "Oh, oh fuck!" Yeah, God, he's like, "Jesus, this is cold. I'm I'm getting cold and numb." And and like, I mean, he tries to get to his bed and just kind of like falls down before he can get to it. Mm-hmm. And, and then he's like, "Wait, this isn't so bad." Yeah, I like that. The last thing he's thinking is like, "Oh, I don't feel pain anymore. That's not so bad." Like, ah, oh, he's aw, turning that's good. He's about to turn into one of these ravenous zombos. It's like dying from fucking uh, drowning asphyxiation. No, I was going to say from uh, hyperchondria. <laughs> no, uh, when you die from being too cold, fucking hypothermia. Oh, OK. Hyperchondria. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's hype. And then my brain just went. Erchondria. Well, okay, hypochondria is the belief that you have all kinds of diseases. Is hyperchondria the belief that other people around you do? No, hyperchondria is I can't get sick. Oh, okay. That's pretty good, too. I'm yeah. li- that, that's fine. Okay, so anyway, uh, yeah, he gets, he gets straight up murdered by a detached, bitey zombie head. And then we get a very little bit for the rest of the chapter. A little coda. Uh, which is that 
the rest of the kids who we have already learned from the first chapter that we read during this episode have been told by their master to go back to the dorm rooms. Uh-huh. So a bunch of fucking students head into the dorm room and are like, wow, what the fuck? There's all this blood all over the place. What is... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they <laughs> and it's like they see the the headless body of Jura Ostrogoth, but they don't see the body of, uh, of Skopik because he was hiding under the bed. Yeah, they don't see it until it's too late. So we've started our big old army of zombies as well. So we have Team 1, Team 2, and an army of zombies. I really hope that the next time we see Zombie Scopeek, he still has Jura's head attached to his arm. Just stuck to the arm, That's yeah. all I'm hoping, and that at some point he throws Jura's head at someone else. The other nice thing here is that uh, Scopeek is the first person to get turned who's not a human. So Also the f- first person to get turned who isn't fucked up. Yeah. So that means he's actually got, like, full use of his body as well. Because Wim Nictor and Jura Ostrogoth are both, like, fell out of a like 20 story tower fucked up yeah but the, I, I like the the first confirmation that aliens or, or uh, non-humans can be turned into zombies as well because hey, uh because this is a zabrak getting turned this time so now now that all sh- all bets are off this shit is for real every bet that you've had is off yeah it, it doesn't matter if it was unrelated <laughs> unrelated if, bets if you were betting on like horses or something those bets are off if you were betting on 21 and roulette that bet's off. Good thing, too, because that's a stupid bet. Why would you bet on a single number? You're an idiot. Don't play roulette in general. It's... <laughs> if you're going to play roulette, you play black or red, and that's it. Doesn't that just lose you a very small amount of money? No. I mean, the odds are slightly against you. Normally, it would be 50-50, but the roulette wheel has a green zero and occasionally a green double zero. If it's got the double zero, just don't play. Mm-hmm. If it's got the one green zero, then you're about as close to 50-50 odds as you can get in a casino. 50-50 plus 136th. And it... Or 137th. Yeah. It, yeah. it, uh, it does pay out mm. as a 50-50, so you're like, oh, I make two to one on whatever I get. So if you end up getting ahead, just fucking leave. Yeah. But it's still... It's the only decent bet you're going to have on roulette. As soon as you start going, ooh, I'm going to bet on... Let's see, 1 through 12, you're like, stop, just no, don't do it. It's it's not even interesting to me. Of, no, of I mean, it's like going to craps and being like, I'm going to bet on 4 the hard way. Why? I what? I don't know what that is. That, is that a that's meme? That's two twos. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's bad. The, anything the hard way is doubles. Oh, okay, very good. Yeah. All right. That is a bad bet. That does seem like one. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm betting for the one roll. It's not even there until someone craps out. It's just for the next roll, I bet you roll two twos. Okay, that that is that seems like a dumb bet to me. Yeah, it pays 37 to one, and you will never get it. You're an idiot. <laughs> well, you'll get it one time in 37. <laughs> no, you won't. On average. Eh. <laughs> Well, actually, no, you really won't, because that because it's a 1 in 36 that you'll roll, a, like, a specific doubles, like you'll roll 12 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. anyway, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's shit. Yeah, I don't know why do we're talking about Do not bet on anything. Yeah, I, don't bet. Do not make bets. Don't, do not make bets. Don't go to Las Vegas. Except us. You can always bet on us to bring you the best content. Well, sometimes. Anyway. Well, some content. I don't know if this is the best content. But anyway, this has been a fun episode. All kinds of crazy shit's happening here in the Zombie Sith Academy on Ordasser Faustin. I love that we have set up so much shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, many wheels. I'm glad that Rat didn't bite it. Because I was like, oh, Rat's going to be our first zombie that... Uh, eventually Scopeek became. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I kind of like Rat and Scopeek and Jura. Just, it's nice that that happened because we had set up their rivalry to start with. Yeah. So for that to be like, oh, we finished it. It's fine. Their storyline that we set up is done. It basically means that Jura had a brief moment where he wasn't a zombie yet, but he was had fallen out of a 20-story building and smashed himself to death, but then got up, not a zombie, and was like, oh shit, I have a few seconds before I'm a zombie. I better go to Scopeek's room so I can fuck him. I mean, that or he woke up as a zombie and was like, I literally have no idea what to do because there's no one for me to eat around here. Mm-hmm. So he just started going to the first place that his zombie brain could think of. That that might, because my, my usual assumption for zombies is that if there's no one around, they just, mu- you know, shuffle. They, they just do the zombie shuffle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every day. Every day they're shuffling. <laughs> God damn it. But no, I think uh, if you have seen zombie movies, mm-hmm. you'll know that there's a little bit of humanity left in them, and they will tend to uh, gather towards places that meant something to them when they were alive. 
so, such as the mall so for or example, their own house. In that mall movie, why are they all milling around just in the street between the two buildings? Because they can't get into the mall. Oh, cause so, Cause but, but instead of trying to press themselves up against other zombies trying to get into the mall, they just mill around in the street. Well, they're like, I can't get into the mall. Okay. Yeah. And they're just, they're, they want, they basically, their brain goes, the mall is a thing that I know and I want to be near. And I'm not sure why. Because okay, they're still fair. zombies. Yeah, I have seen that particular movie. Have you seen both of them? Uh, okay, in the one I saw, I'll have to give you some details from it because I can't. Is think. it the new one or the old one? I'm pretty sure it's the old one because I didn't see one recently. Okay, but well, there I was... mean, there's the '70s da- Dawn oh, of the Dead no, or the like it's... 2000s. Dawn I think of the I think Dead. it was a 2000s one. Yeah. The, the ones, the thing I was going to tell you that I remember was that they used a dog to send messages to a person who was in another building. Yes, yeah. that's the new one. Okay, that's the remake. That's the one I've seen. Yeah, it was all right. Oh, it's I actually really like the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead. It's yeah. very good. Yeah, I, I did not hate it at all. All right, so anyway, John, what do you think is going to happen next? So right now, I think... we got to check in on that Ro. Yeah, that's basically... Like, Rojo's the only one that we haven't really seen anything from. Yeah. So I assume... I mean, there's also Pergus. What's up with Pergus? I'm I'm really hoping that we get zero Pergus business until the end when he gets bit and then flies off. Oh, okay, fair enough. You think he's going to be the... the I mean, we said meet. that last time, yeah. and I'm still hoping it's true that Pergus gets bit and flies off in the uh, ship that he got from the old bounty hunters. Yeah, that's fair. Pergus Frode, sequel meet. The, let's see, I figure Rojo, he'll probably end up at least meeting up with uh, Hestizo. Hestizo and yeah. Uh, Tulk. Yeah, that that's... That's pretty likely. I, I'm just curious to see when it happens. That's the thing I'm looking forward to the most is when Rogue gets that plant and starts zombie fucking with a straight up lightsaber. Well, what I want to know is what are they going to do to make it plot wise where he doesn't have a ship? Because if he has a ship that works and he can just be like, hey, there you are. Let's leave. Brought down by a rain of bitey zombie heads. <laughs> just chucking heads. Mm-hmm. It'd be like that scene in Hell Driver. <laughs> yeah. Everyone remembers when we reviewed Hell Driver on Movie Mastery that is currently listening to this. Yeah. I don't man, we've made so many uh, references to previous shows this episode. Hey, just let it slide. Just let it happen. <laughs> let it happen. Lie back and think of England. <laughs> oh, Paul Hollywood. Yeah, England. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. Quit Paul. putting mayonnaise on everything. No one eats ivy. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> ivy? Yeah, I assume they eat braised ivy in England. Is that what you assume? I, that's one of my general assumptions, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Am I wrong? Do I'll you let you have it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm Som- not going to say that they don't. Sometimes it's in tins. <laughs> well, you know. They like tinned things. They they like it. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Expounded Universe. We're going to peter out on that note. That's a good time to go. That's a good mm-hmm. way for us to peter out is Jeff's weird bullshit. Leave when you're at your weakest. That's what <laughs> I always say. <laughs> Leave them wanting less. <laughs> Uh, if you liked what you were listening to before we made that terrible joke about Braised Ivy, you can find it at patreon.com slash system mastery, where for only $2 per system mastery episode, you will receive bonus content for Expounded Universe. <laughs> I don't know what you were doing there, but okay. <laughs> Something. I don't know. Braised Ivy. So we are going to do a deep dive into some Wikipedia, finding some nonsense from the Stoswoog. Getting into that Wikipedia. And uh, we will bring it to each other, tell each other a nice, lovely tale around the campfire. We start a little campfire right here in my bedroom. Hell yeah, we are. Ooh, mm. I'm starting a little campfire right here in my butt. No, no, don't. No, that's... Oh, man. No, no more clam farts. Ooh, you see that steam arising? That's not steam. Oh, no. Ah. John's turning. <laughs> Into a walrus. Into a fart zombie walrus. You ever see that movie Tusk? No. Yeah, I have. Is it good? Yeah, it's all right. All right, cool. <laughs> so patreon.com slash system mastery. $2 unlocks that rad bonus content. You can also unlock even radder bonus content for $5 per episode. So head on down there and take a look. Otherwise, you can find us as system, Ma- system mastery on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, all the usual places. Our actual podcast uh, website is systemmasterypodcast.com. Indeed. And... If you are subscribed to our bonus content, make sure you head over to our Discord. Uh, When you connect your Discord and your Patreon, it automatically unlocks all the patron-only Discord stuff, so you get into the patrons-only channel. If you're at the $5 level, you get into the afterthought-only channel. uh, It's got a lot of fun things, and of course the Discord is just 
a great place to sit around with friends. People who will get your system mastery references, basically, is is the best thing you can look for. And people who will want to argue with you about any inane bullshit that you want to talk about. Oh, yeah. You want to get in a dumb internet fight for no reason? Come on by. But, like, the nicest dumb internet yeah, fight. Yeah, that's the best part. No one's there's really mean. No, you're just like, I have an opinion about, I don't know, some video game, and someone's else like, your video game opinion is wrong, sir. And then you talk about video games for a while. Yeah, it's a good time. It's great. Stop on by. Yeah. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I've been Elan Sleazebagiano, and I still crave brains. Fresh, meaty brains. Mmm, the brains with a cool mint flavor. New Star Wars Brains with menthol. (laughs) 